0: Welcome back to Post to Post. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Azam, and we are kicking off episode four of Post to Post. So the NHL offseason continues as we wait the news of when the 2021 season will begin. But that doesn't mean we don't have information or signings or other news that's happening so let's start off right away we have got a big story coming out of the arizona coyotes organization uh mitch mitchell miller the coyotes top pick in this year's draft he was drafted in the fourth round 111th overall the team has renounced his rights due to an incident that happened in 2016 miller was involved uh, in bullying a black a black classmate with a development disability and he was all charged as well. Uh, this is no place for any discrimination or anything that needs to happen. It is sad that it even happened at and for someone at a young age who could have great potential and a great play. but I you know it's an unfortunate event that the action was taken by uh, Miller. And uh, now it has cost him later on with his rights being remo- revoked uh, by the Coyotes. Uh, Javier Gutierrez, the team's president, stated, uh, Prior to selecting Mitchell in the NHL draft, we are aware that the bullying incident took place in 2016. We do not condone this type of behavior, but embrace this as a teachable moment to work with Mitchell to make him accountable for his actions and provide him with an opportunity to be a leader on anti-bullying and anti-racism efforts. So that was the reason why that they had drafted him, but because of in light of what has happened with more reports being posted about it, they have revoked the rights and decided that they are not going to continue with uh, Miller in his development as a Arizona Coyote. Now, Frank Zarevelli from TSN reported that one-third of NHL teams scratched Miller off their draft plan and made sure that they were not going to draft this young individual, as it was not kept a secret. This incident was que- quiet, was not quiet, it was uh, a lot of people knew about it and a lot of teams knew about it so you know it just shows you know arizona did take a chance on him just to show prove you know maybe it was an opportunity for him but i think you know that was a wrong decision by them to even draft him for what it was and for the issue that had occurred and as reports have said that he's apologized for his actions and for not living up to par, but he's never actually apologized to the individual that he bullied back in 2016. However, uh, Miller still remains as a candidate to play for Team USA in the World Juniors that's coming up in Red Deer this year. He hasn't made the team. He's still a candidate. Whether or not he makes the team, that's a secondary question, but USA Hockey believes that there should be a path for those individuals who have Made mistakes and need to redeem themselves. So whether he continues on uh, and plays in the World Juniors or how it goes on, but I believe that now this should be really made aware of that you know there is no place for bullying in any sport, in any context, any even racism. That 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 stuff doesn't need to be done. Um, it's just it's just uncalled for, unnecessary. And definitely not needed in a society uh, that is trying to prosper. And especially during this tough time. So, that is my take on him and that issue. But, even though that there is this issue, uh, we still got lots of hockey to talk about. So... The NHLPA held an executive meeting on Tuesday with their player representatives from each team. So all 31 representatives were there. Uh, were, and these 31 representatives were able to voice their questions and concerns about the upcoming season uh, and let them know and see what was going on and what ideas they had. Uh, however, the NHLPA and the NHL have actually not met. Uh, and any formal discussion on the new season has not been made so there hasn't been any discussions and clearly the target for january 1st is definitely not in the picture and it looks going to be pushed back to february of 2021 is when the season could possibly start there are six options that the nhl has proposed including the all canadian division matchup uh where all canadian teams play and whether it is once one hub city where all the teams play or is it individual cities, there's nothing been finalized, nor has there been any talks or any releases by the NHL. Uh, same thing in the States. Will it be two hub cities to host the teams? Uh, and then what happens, uh, let's say, uh, hopefully that the world gets healthier. Do the season continues on with the new divisions or do they adapt back to the old divisions? with travel being permitted but that's all yet to be seen Uh, still lots of questions need to be answered uh, whether the season is going to even start or when and when it's gonna start how it's gonna look Uh, fans no fans it's going to be a big question now that goes to the season side but the teams are still remaining busy and free agents are still being signed. So we'll go on to our free agent signings. We'll start off with Toronto. Uh, Toronto re-signs uh, Ilya Makayev to a two-year, $3.29 million contract with a cap hit of $1.645 annually. Uh, I think he's a great defenseman, young defenseman. He has lots of potential, still yet to uh, still yet to develop. And I think he's going to be an excellent defenseman for the Leafs. And I think he will be uh, a good player, and he's going to be making an impact there in Toronto. Uh, Edmonton uh, re-signs Chris Russell uh, to a one-year, $1.25 million contract. Uh, Russell was part of the team for a little bit. He's a great you know, stay-at-home defenseman. Uh, a little bit on the older side, he's still a defensive liability nowadays as his age gets up there. Uh vancouver edmonton needs defense sorry edmonton needs defense and i think they could have made a bigger splash with signing a defenseman uh as uh, possibly Os- oscar clefbaum would be uh could potentially be out of the lineup for the entire season uh so i think you know it's a it's an okay signing for edmonton i think they could have made a bigger splash but uh you know Let's see how it works out. And it's, there's still lots of time left right now before the even season is set to begin. Uh, moving on to Vancouver. They lock up their young young forward, Jake Vertanen, to a two-year $5.1 million contract with a cap hit of 2.55. Uh, great young individual. He is just a dynamic player. Uh, watched him a lot when he played for the Hitman here in Calgary. And I think he's still a star in the making, and he's gonna be leading uh, alongside the rest of the youngsters from Vancouver on the uh, in the Canucks bench. It's gonna be a young team in Vancouver, but it's gonna be a good team for sure. Uh, moving on, Dallas signs Yanis Gurionov to a two-year, five point one million dollar contract, a cap hit of two point five five. Same deal as Jake Virtanen. Uh, you saw Gurianov's impact against the flames in the 2020 playoffs and including as well in the other rounds as well he played really well for Dallas I was really impressed by him you know a young player he knows what he's doing he still has a lot of potential to reach but I think it's a good signing for uh for Dallas and especially at a good price for him again it's only a two-year deal and I think that he will his cap will definitely go up uh... in the next couple of years once this deal expires uh... moving to the speaking of the flames we move over to them they signed uh... two players uh... dominic simone to a one-year seven hundred thousand dollar contract as well as josh levo again another former canuck signing with the flames and no surprise there to a one-year eight hundred and seventy five thousand dollar contract i think both these contracts are great for the flames it's a depth forward signing and. As we talked about, the season, we don't know what's going on. It's probably going to be condensed season with uh, with a lot of games being played, and you'll need depth, and that's the same reason they signed uh, Louis Deming, right? Uh, you're going to have to use both your goaltenders, and if someone gets hurt, you need an NHL-ready goaltender, and they didn't have that until they signed Deming. So I think these are good signings for the Calgary, and I know Calgary has been in on Josh uh since he was in Toronto and they've been wanting to grab him from then but I think now that they was able to get him up at a at a relatively cheap cost as well uh he had a great start to the year with Vancouver last year unfortunately that was ended by injury and he just really couldn't get back from there from injury uh to get back to his way but I think he will be back on uh on his skates on his prime uh like he was um In the beginning of last season with the extra rest that has been given uh, from this Uh, moving on to Buffalo. They sign their two young players of Sam Reinhardt and Linus Olmark. Reinhardt got a one year $5.1 million contract and Olmark got a one year $2.6 million contract i think reinhardt is a great player i don't think he's worth the 5.1 currently at this stage i think he's still a three to four million dollar contract player currently as what i've seen just because of how he's played again he is playing with eichel and buffalo has not really proven to the fact that they can play but with the signing of hall let's see how the team reacts will they be able to make the playoffs will they tank again like the last two years where they started off the season great but then just couldn't get uh couldn't get going and you know honestly Linus Omar he's a good goaltender young goaltender but he's not reached the potential of a starter and literally Buffalo still lacking in that area is uh goaltending so let's see what happens in the next season uh, moving on to Colorado, they signed recently acquired Devin Taves to a four-year, sixteen point four million dollar contract with a cap hit of four point one million dollars annually. I think he's a young great defenseman. He has a lot of upside. Uh, definitely, we able to Colorado's able to grab him from uh, New York Islanders because of their cap issues. But I think it's a great, great signing for Colorado. Uh, they've already got a young defenseman in Kale McCarr. Who is going to be a dynamic player this year, and uh, the and in the years to come? And I think Devin Taves just adds to that team. And uh, like I said, my in the episode before, my pick is Colorado to win the Cup in twenty twenty one, and let's see what happens uh, because they are looking scary. They're definitely looking scary on the on the on paper. Uh, so let's see. Uh, the biggest signing currently right now, uh, uh, since to date, is Alex Galchenyuk signs with Ottawa on a one-year deal uh, worth $1.05 million. Uh Alex Galchenyuk, great player. Uh, hasn't really found his rhythm since he's left Montreal, but he is an elite scorer and he hopes to achieve that uh, scoring talent back and he hopes to do it with Ottawa. Again, with uh, you have Dadnov over there and a good you got a number one defenseman in Thomas Shabbat. You've got a great young player in Brady Kachuk. And a, and a Stanley Cup winner goaltender in uh, Matt Murray uh, in net. So Ottawa has definitely improved over this offseason, but there's still a lot of work to do. But let's see how uh, Galchenyuk works on with the Senators and see how you know the rest of the team plays together in the upcoming season. And finally, Tampa Bay locking up their two Stanley Cup winners with them with Patrick Maroon and Luke Shen. Both got one-year deals. Maroon got a $1.8 million contract, while Shen got an $800,000 contract. I honestly love Patrick Maroon. I think he's a great player. Uh, I honestly, his grit, uh, his fight, he just knows how to play. His great character in the locker room, his leadership, great individual, uh, even once he left Edmonton and Anaheim, he really just set forward into his career, especially in St. Louis and in Tampa Bay, winning back-to-back Stanley Cups. Uh, Luke Shan, a great uh, defensive defenseman. He is a good shutdown defenseman, like I said, uh, not as high caliber as his brother who plays for St. Louis, but I believe that he's still a good, uh, good defenseman and can play very well. So that wraps up our signings for today. Uh, that would put up on the signings, but there's still lots of free agents left, lots of free agent frenzy to go with. uh, uh big names, uh, and the biggest name right now there is Mike Hoffman, and he is still available. And it's been three weeks since free agent frenzy has opened today, and. They he hasn't signed anywhere, and his agent says that you know they know what Hoffman is worth. They know what his caliber is and what kind of contract he's looking for, and they're going to be patient. And you know teams are going to be clearing cap space again with the the flat cap. It's it's tough. Uh, so with LTIR issues, uh, with Pasternak issue at Boston, you know he can be able to. There might be an opportunity there. Uh, again, like I mentioned, Edmonton's got uh clef bomb. whether he goes on LTIR, there might be some space there for Hoffman. But the his camp, Hoffman's camp is uh, very going to be is, is very patient and they're going to wait uh, because they know what their client is worth and what he's looking for. Uh, the team that has been calling quite a bit is Nashville. They have been informed on uh, Hoffman and trying to get his services for the upcoming season and seasons, but they haven't made an offer yet that has made Hoffman put pen to paper and neither has any team. He is still looking uh, to sign, uh, but he's going to be patient. Uh, Whether he returns to Florida, whether he goes to another team, it's going to be a little bit of a wait, but it's going to be a... uh, It's gonna be some time before he gets signed and you know he's a great player but uh, he's gonna be looking for that probably six to seven million dollar contract with some term Uh, again young player uh, he's in his prime he's gonna make an impact Um, but it's gonna see how things go from there uh, in Hoffman now the offseason has continued, and I believe that the biggest splash right now and the biggest pers- team that has been most active is the Calgary Flames. They have bonafide their goaltending. You know, they haven't had a goaltender, a number one goaltender since Mika Kiprasov left uh, back in 2015. And each player that, each goaltender they brought in, whether it was Kari Ramo, Jonas Hiller, uh, you know, Yoni Ordio Mike Smith Brian Elliott they just couldn't fill that role uh, and uh, Dave Riddick hasn't reached that potential either and they did they made that offseason they got the best goaltender out there with uh, Jacob Markstrom for six six million six, six years and yes it's a little pricey but that's what you needed when you get your number one goaltender he's still a young goaltender uh, he's in his prime he's 30 years old He's just beginning his prime in the last two seasons. He has played about 60 games a season. And he can give you those games, 60 games a season, and he can steal games for you. Obviously, it's a better defensive core than Vancouver did have. Uh, but, you know, he Markstrom has basically, he's, he's settled at goaltending. So, you know, good on Calgary to make sure that they've gotten you know, their goaltender, and they address the knees. They also bring in Tanev, uh, who is a defensive defenseman, and who can play the offensive side. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, he's a little bit older for that cost and price and this and that. And I'm like, you, you don't look at it that way. And sometimes your numbers always don't reflect your gameplay. And that's the same thing with Tanev. Tanev's got so much skill and so much upside to him that you know, and he likes blocking shots. So there's so much upside to him. And yes, he's a little bit older, but again, he's still in his prime. He's played in the Pacific Division and in the Western Conference pretty much his entire career. He knows the teams, and he knows Markstrom as well. So you have that chemistry already. And having a right shot, right side defenseman experienced is a key piece in today's NHL since it's not very common to get those guys and you know those guys that's who you need and that's what was great and i think you know and he addressed the needs of depth forward you know you lost jankowski uh and you lost tobias reader uh to free agency where but then they go and sign uh josh levo dominic smone and nordstrom uh who are all great depth signings uh and they will be able to, you know, fight for that spot and make sure your top, your bottom six pairings or uh, your bottom six forwards are going to be, are going to be a, to compete with. And again, a little bit loss on speed from, you know, Tobias Reeder, but you have great penalty killers in Levo and in Nordstrom. Uh, Dominic Simone, again, had a great year with Pittsburgh. You know, he played alongside Crosby and, you know, you're not a. You don't just play alongside Cross because you're a player. You play because you have skill and you can play with him. Uh, so, you know, that's why I said it's a great signing for them. They know what they're doing. Uh, I, I'm greatly improved. I'm very happy with how, you know, Trey Living has addressed his team, addressed his needs, especially his first needs was goaltending. He addressed that he needed a right-shot defenseman. He addressed that he needed some depth forward. He got those done. And you know it's uh it's gonna be an interesting season because again with the condensed season it's gonna be interesting to see how you know people and how teams manage with a condensed season. Whether you know, we'll see what happens because whether will expand the roster to 30, 30 uh thirty uh, contracts and thirty people instead of twenty three, uh, we don't know because of the all the all the moving around and all the contracts but the season has to be set first before they can start thinking of increasing the limit of the team size uh but again i don't the calgary films are definitely not done they're looking for another experienced right shot defenseman um just to get you know you to get that rolling on that seven defenseman uh and that's mostly gonna be done via the trade but I don't see that happening anytime soon. I think that's gonna be an in game in season uh, acquisition that happens. I think they've got a great uh RDD group as it is with Giordano, Hanafen, Anderson, Tanev, Valamaki, Shillington, and the newly acquired newly signed Nestorov who has played excellent in the KHL. You have these great guys and I think you know, and then you have Dev Signing and Colton Pullman uh, as well and then you have Connor Mackey you have great defensemen in your uh, in your system that are going to be uh, pushing for roster spots and you know I think the team's again not done but I think you know adding one more defenseman never hurts uh, especially with the condensed schedule that's going to be most likely coming but there's still lots of work to do and I think a lot of teams have a lot of work to do and and I think, you know, the Edmonton Oilers should take a book out of the Calgary Flames and look at, you know, what's my aggressive needs? Uh, what are my needs? And how do I address them? And, you know, they tried to get... They weren't on Markstrom. They weren't on Hopi. They weren't on Thomas Grice to, you know, to fill that goaltending void. But it couldn't. It couldn't, uh, They do go back to Mike Smith in net, which is a question mark on bringing in him back when there was some couple other options out there but uh, you know there's still lots of work to do and still there's lots of things to do so you know we will definitely be able to see how things go from there but I think right now the Calgary Flames have made the most significant impacts to their team and they are going to be you know prediction from not only myself but even in of TSN they're going to project to be in the third they're gonna lose in the conference finals, uh, uh, to a, a heavy team like Vegas or Colorado, in the uh, third round of the playoffs. Uh, that is my prediction for Calgary for the upcoming season. Now, we're going to look at more at the Canadian teams. I'm gonna rank them from the top seven team, the all seven teams from first being you know the top team to seven being the lowest seeded team uh, for the for the upcoming season. So at number seven, I have the Ottawa Senators. Uh, They have closed the gap definitely significantly between uh, the other Canadian teams, but they're still quite young, still inexperienced. Uh, Matt Murray has had a down, down two last year. He was down uh, year before he had dealt with uh, some injuries and was still a down year for him. Uh, whether he bounces back or not, they've got some good forward young defensemen. Uh, they've definitely made steps forwards, but they're just not quite there yet. Uh, you know they're moving on, uh, but to be in the top. But I think Ottawa is going to be a great team for years to come. And uh, moving on to number six, I have ranked the Edmonton Oilers at number six. Uh, Edmonton, yes, even though they've got two of the greatest players in the world uh, in Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle, their goaltending is still a very, very questionable uh, aspect of their team with, you know, Mike Smith and Koskinen. You really didn't address those needs that you needed. And, you know, unfortunately, that team, those goaltenders, whether, you know, they didn't do great last year as a team and goaltending obviously let them down and either and Mike Smith isn't getting younger he's getting older again and so is Costin. and you they always get one year older uh Kostin, I think has upside to him he may have a bounce back season but again with Mike Smith being there and you had many options you know even in bringing in like a guy like Craig Anderson uh, yes he's a little bit older but on a one-year deal he'll be able to bring veteran experience who knows how to play in a uh, who knows how to play and knows how to win and he's the one that was taking ottawa when he was running with the senators but there, again there's so many goaltenders that you could have signed uh and brought back uh such as you know before he signed in um, philadelphia i believe yeah i believe philadelphia is where no sorry not philadelphia uh, new jersey is where crawford signed um you could have brought him and he's a guy who's played the Western Division. He knows that conference, uh, very well. So he would have been a, a guy, and you know, you could have grabbed Thomas Grice too, but unfortunately, you got outbid by Detroit by a hundred thousand. Unfortunately, that was an unfortunate, unfortunate way to lose on a goaltender. But moving on to number five, the Winnipeg Jets. They I rank them number five because they've got a Vesna goaltender in... uh. Connor Hallebuck, he has can steal games. He plays amazing, even against the qualifier rounds against Calgary. You know, he still was able. He may he may have had some subpar games, but he still made it tough for the Flames to score goals. And he's just one of those goaltenders. Uh, again, acquiring Paul Stastny and that forward group, I think they've got an excellent forward group with Shai Leip, Liney, Connor, and um, and then you have uh. Little is there as well. So I think that's a great team up front. And they got a great goaltender in the back. And that will rank them higher uh, in our standings. Uh, number four would be are the Toronto Maple Leafs. I rank them fourth because, yes, they've got great offensive talent. Yes, they've addressed defensive with the signing of TJ Brody. But goaltending still questions. Uh, Anderson is still questioning of a goaltender on how his play is uh, again after those big five guys who do you have on your team that is going to step up and get those goals and the secondary scoring for Toronto so that's why I rank them fourth is if is how they're going to get going uh, defensive uh, offensively from secondary scoring uh, they've got some good defensive uh, game now with a little bit with Brody uh and his transition game will help allow them, but they also they lost out on Tyson Berry, who came out instead and Brody's his replacement. So let's see how the Leafs react and you know use the skill of their team to you know continue on. Now, number three, the Vancouver Canucks. I rank the Vancouver Canucks third. They've got great Gun Young goaltender in uh, in Thatcher Demko, and a great letter, veteran leadership from Braden Hopi, Stanley Cup winner, who's got a lot of game left. He just, I think a change of scenario from Washington just needed to happen. Uh, he had had some down seasons, but I think his veteran experience and coaching uh, coaching Demko, and especially the goalie coach for Vancouver, is excellent, and he will be able to help revitalize Hopi. Uh, and get that going. Uh, you've got a great young team with, you know, Hughes, Vertanen, Horvat, Besser, uh, Peterson. You got all these guys um, going. So I think you know it's a good team. They were the l- l- longest Canadian team in the playoffs last year, uh, in the twenty twenty season. So I believe you know they are gonna rank. Uh, they're gonna be doing well for this season. Little step back on the defensive side, uh, with losing Tanev. Uh, And they haven't really addressed more of that. Uh, Again, they were trying, we're in the sweepstakes for Oliver Oliver ekman Larson, but just couldn't get a deal done. Now, on to number two. And I rank the Calgary Flames number two. You know, they got their number one goaltender. They've got solid goaltending, you know, defensively. They've got a great defensive core. Yes, with the loss of TJ Brody, does leave a gap. But I also think Rasmus Anderson can easily step up on that line and easily take those minutes from Brody and you know be responsible on the defensive side. And again, plus side, he is a right shot defenseman. So I think you know address him taking over that and them addressing that situation, bringing in Tanev, of course, uh, and they brought in uh, Nestrov from the KHL. Will need some transition game, but they've also got young defensemen. Uh, and Yusuf Alamaki is currently uh, lighting it up in the Finnish League, and he is currently a point-per-game player, and he has scored ridiculous goals, and he is back from his injury, it looks like 100%, so uh, that defensive core is a, you know, a, a menace to work with, and, you know, I think the forwards, you know, I think Johnny Goudreau and Sean Monahan both have ba- ba- down years, but I think they're going to bounce back well, you know, uh, with Kachuk is now there fully time. Uh, Lindholm is there. Uh, they've got that solid goaltending. You know, if they're not going, you know, they're they know they got the goaltending, so they can push and you know they're gonna be playing well because they they're tired of hearing, you know, all all the nonsense and they're basically tired of hearing. You know, they can't make it, and they're just regular season players. They're not playoff players, so you know they've they've heard enough and they're gonna be going out hard. And they're going to be training hard because they, they're going to prove a lot of people wrong. Uh, so I think, you know, Calgary is going to have a great, great, great season. Uh, not quite to where they need to be. Uh, I still think there's a few more pieces that need to be gum me to do. But I think uh, it is going to be a great season for the Flames. Now, number one is the Montreal Canadiens. I rank them first because they've got great goaltending with addition of Jake Allen. They've got Carey Price, who's the number one goaltender. Uh, still in my mind, and he showed that uh, aspect. And he showed the you know the Montreal Canadiens showed the they showed the Pittsburgh Penguins that they know what they're playing, eliminating them in the qualifying round as well as they showed uh, the exploit they exploited the mistakes of Philadelphia and exposed Philadelphia's uh mistakes and weaknesses in their series. Yet they lost, but they still pushed. Uh they pushed Montreal uh, Philadelphia to the limit uh but not only that they also added you know forward and tyler to foley and a great young scorer who knows how to play uh you saw what he did for vancouver you saw what he did when he was in la uh, and then you still have great players like young players like Nick Suzuki, um and uh casper K- Yesbury- kakami like young players, and then they've also gotten Josh Anderson from Columbus, who you know is set to you know make a huge impact for that team, and with his injuries, hopefully he's fully recovered. Again, the Flames were on that, uh, on on Josh Anderson as well, but it was Montreal that did take was able to get him, and I think he's gonna have a great season, and Montreal is the team to worry because you know you've got two hot two two hot goaltenders who can just destroy. And you know steal games for you, so that's where I rank uh, the Canadian teams. So I'm gonna re- going to repeat this one time: uh, Ottawa Senators number seven, Edmonton Oilers number six, Winnipeg Jets number five, Toronto Maple Leafs number four, Vancouver Canucks number three, Calgary Flames number two, and Montreal Canadiens number one. So that was my personal seven top. The seven team ranking for the Canadian teams. Now some news quickly from the AHL. They have set their opening night for their season, uh, which is set for February fifth, twenty twenty one. There is no update on whether you know they are going to be, you know, when they're starting their training camps, how travel is going to work. Uh, between the teams. Now, that has not been decided yet, and they're going to be working on that, but they've been able to set up their opening night for February 5th, uh, and whether it's a condensed season or not, that is yet to be determined. And the OHL has set their opening date for their camp, and they've got some more uh, more details, and they've set up their, their their season ready to go. So their training camp will begin on January twenty third. Their season will begin on the February fourth. Uh, European and American players that are playing in the OHL have to arrive in their respect in Canada by January eighth, and they have to quarantine for fourteen days. It will be a forty game season, and the playoff will be in eighteen format. 18 eight team playoff format four teams per conference now this is an interesting way that they're doing this i think you know the the nhl could adopt something similar uh where or whether it's going to be in a full 82 game season i don't know uh especially with the olympics coming around and they're broadcasting uh deal with contract with nbc and nbc does have contract with the olympics so they would have to either stop at a certain date that so the olympics would take over or they would basically go over another uh, network but i think you know nhl 40 game season makes sense Uh, but i don't think agree with the eight player format i think for nhl you still use the 16 player format 16 team format and you know, with the 40-game season and you get things going. Uh, But yet, all is yet to be determined for the upcoming NHL season. But there's still lots to talk about, and I hope that there will be more great news coming over for our next episode. But unfortunately, it is time to say goodbye. This was Post to Post with your host, Azam. We will catch you next time only on CMRU.ca. by students, for you.